and then we'll get into some encouraging, uh, what I pray will be an encouraging uh, lesson for all of us, okay? And so uh, let's go. Today we're going to be doing a uh, leaders meeting from 12 to 1 p.m. I'll try to keep it. I always want to keep it not to go all the way to 1, but it usually always goes to 1. So I'm just going to say 12 to 1 in room 10. Uh, That's for all the atomic and for all life stage leaders. Uh, Next week we have our fall festival. And uh, really excited about it. Uh, we have the uh, uh, South Cities and Faith Point Ministries are coming out. Um, it didn't quite work out for a schedule for the uh, 5 p.m. or the downtown ministry. I know they're, I think the downtown's going to be moving into a new place. And then the 5 p.m. ministry felt, um, they don't have, they, it's just a single service. They don't have any kids and they felt like they needed some momentum. So it's just Faith Point and South Cities will be here. Okay, about 300 adults. So this room will be packed. Um, okay, uh, well, we will be going through more of the details of what I need uh, help from each life stage. But basically, our goal is to have, you know, 20-game uh, booths and prizes. Um, we decided this year, we had a meeting last week with the committee, and they, um, we decided to do a Mexican food-themed potluck. And, um, and so what we're asking is um, all the Marys and families to bring... Uh, a side dish or a main dish, you know, the Mexican theme, and then the singles, if you guys can bring some desserts. Uh, and so we're going to ask that from the other ministries, and on top of that, we're going to buy some tamales and some chicken and stuff, okay? So it's going to be great. Uh, it's uh, no cost, right? So uh, we decided not to do it as a fundraiser this year. It's just an opportunity to be able to give to one another. Um, as well, today, we're asking all the parents if you could bring one bag of non-melting, non-melting candy and uh, Costumes, you know, kids and kids of heart can wear non-scary costumes, and, uh, you know, it'll be a blue jean Sunday, and if you got some fall plaid, go ahead and wear it, you know. We'll have a good old uh, cowboy time next week. Uh, all right, uh, next, uh, it's, uh, we have a midweek service coming up, Wednesday, November the 7th, at 7.30 at the Embassy Suites. We usually meet, I believe it's in the Executive Ballroom. And then uh, for our singles, uh, we have an event coming up. It's a Congregational Singles Devotional. Uh, it's called The Fear of Missing Out. Um, it's more, it has to do with like when the world calls you, uh, is there a fear that you're missing out or something? You know, it's, it's that, it's that uh, we're of the world, you know, we live in the world but not of the world. And um, theme, and it's, um, it includes, what is it? It's music, there's some testimonies, there's dance. There's spoken word, plays, and there's fellowship. It's $10. It's up in Irvine. It's a congregational event. Um, I think they have a chill room. That oh, what did I say? Oh, my bad. Van Nuys. Here, why don't you guys do the announcements, and then I'll, I'll, let me, let's switch. All right. Uh, Van Nuys, and then, uh, so it's uh, November the 10th. It's a Saturday. Um, so uh, I encourage that, you know, please go on the website to register uh, quickly for that, because I believe it will sell out. Um, okay, next one is, uh, you know, in spirit of uh, Thanksgiving coming up, we're going to be doing our families, feeding families. I appreciate the Johnson family who spearheaded that for us, and along with their association. And um, we're going to be going down to Gladys Park Saturday, November the 17th at 10 a.m. And uh, we're in need of donations of uh, socks and blankets. So they usually, the Johnson's family, their organization does the meals. But if we could, add, as, a, as a ministry, if we can, you know, uh, you got blankets or socks, you know, let's take them down there. And, um, and so that'll be the focus for that. Okay. All right. Uh, good announcements. Encouraging. All right, cool. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer and, uh, we'll go ahead and, um, and get into the word. Uh, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you God so much for, uh, this new day today. Thank you for being with us. I'm so encouraged by the way that your Holy Spirit works, God, and it goes before us. And, um, Father, I believe that what, uh, 
uh, from the welcome to the singing to the communion, Father, to the sermon, God, that, uh, Father, I, I do believe that your spirit goes before us and puts things in our hearts, God, for us to, li to really uh, listen and to be edified with. And I pray that today, God, my heart's desires, Father, is that everyone would be encouraged, uplifted, and edified by your word. I pray, Father, that you would uh, please help me to preach and teach your word, God, and not my own words or my own opinions, God. Just thank you, God, so much. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, I've entitled uh, today's lesson, um, Jesus Rescuer Today and Forever. You know, uh, anybody have a story where they were rescued? Uh, any of you like, you know, like, like, what, can we just share like really briefly? Like, what were you... Uh, um, and I mean more of a physical, or you know, we'll get to the spiritual. But anybody have a story? Yeah, Dave, do you have a? I was uh, 10 years old. I was learning to swim, and I started the bottom of the pool, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. What an amazing feeling, right? Like so relieved, you know, like that. Yeah, Brittany. Yeah, I mean, that, amazing, you know. Um, yeah, they have the, you know, to be, to be rescued. Uh, you, you feel so grateful, um, you know. Um, there, was, um, I'll, I'll sh there was a time where um, I felt, uh, um, it was river rafting. The, 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 the boat flipped over, you know, super cold water. Didn't have a life vest, you know. Uh, the water's taking me. And uh, I just remember hearing my friend say, Edgar, over here, you know, and he gave me a focus where to swim to because I was lost. You know, I felt I was, you know, drowning and and uh, I felt that his voice and that focus rescued me, you know, because it gave me a focus to be able to do that. Uh, I remember that, you know, uh, I grew up in, uh, well, uh, I grew up in L.A., but I uh, was born in Mexico, was there till uh, I was uh, seven years old and lived in an hacienda where you have multiple families and you have a, uh, you know, you have one shower, one kitchen for multiple families, right? And I remember just being a kid and turn on that hot water and just, you know, all that, that, that you know, just uh, it's burning me. You know, I'm like, ah, just crying. I remember a cousin going in there and rescuing me, you know, and I always looked at my cousin as like a, just a hero, you know. I've always esteemed, you know, just esteemed them, you know, because it's like, wow, when I was in need, you know, I got rescued, and, uh, you, you know, when you get rescued, you see that person in a different light. And, uh, you know, there's uh, uh, and you're so grateful for them, you know, and, and glad that they that you get, uh, they helped you to be spared. And, um, you know, Jesus is our rescuer. And, um, you know, why is this topic so important to me this morning and why did I choose this? Uh, you know, it's because uh, for me, it's like, you know, sometimes we forget just uh, um, just what the spiritual battle is all about. And uh, we can get so focused on uh, and uh, about just the physical and what we're going through that we forget what's happening spiritually. And um, and sometimes we can just get into a survival mode uh, when God wants us to thrive. And uh, and, you know, we could be focused on just uh, on, on the negative or on the issues at hand or the trials that we're going through. But not realizing that, you know what, God uses trials to mold us and to shape us. 
And that the saying is true that God is found in the eye of the storm. It's so true that, uh, that you know, in the trials, there's some treasure. And, uh, and as we go through these challenges that, uh, you know, we could really just be missing out. And, uh, and not seeing the purpose, not seeing uh, Christ in everything that he's doing. Uh, because, you know, we could, we could all focus on some very negative things, right? I mean, you can... Uh, I mean, I, I was just thinking about like, it's like, wow, you know what? I mean, I could, I could, I could probably name different challenges of all the life stage ministries in our ministry. I can tell you the challenges as a, as a whole, as a region, as a, as a bigger church. I can tell you how this one, the issues between this one and how this, these other ones internationally, how they feel about certain things. You know what I mean? I can literally go from right here all the way to worldwide. And uh, it's like, how do you know, you, you, could, you could just be focused on all that. Um, but you know what? Um, God uses the trials to help us to thrive. And I want us to remind us, first of all, of the spiritual battle that we're a part of. You know, let's look on Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 through 20. Ephesians chapter 1. Because uh, if I tell you, uh, hey, you're, you're, uh, you're going to be in a fight, or you are in a fight, what are some of the things that you want to know? Who, who am I fighting? You know, it's like, wait, when? And, you know, and then who am I fighting, and what do we have to fight with? I mean, these are basic things that you would want to know. You know, and it's like, well, I didn't even know I was in a fight. You know, and um, and we have to be aware of the uh, of the spiritual battle. Ephesians chapter one, sorry, and uh, verse fifteen through twenty. Um, it says there, uh, for this reason, you know, and I love Paul because you can you can take a paragraph of what Paul is saying, and you can just look at what a spirituality look like. You know, and and when you read these passages, you have to know. That it is God's will for you to become these passages. And, uh, you know, that is, that is what a, being a legitimate child of God is. And sometimes we can read stuff like that. It's like, oh, yeah, God's a merciful God. And, and no, uh, God's going to put you in a place that's going to require some mercy. Because that's like Jesus. You know, and, um, and, and so as we read it, let's look at the spirituality. You just know, you know what, this is God's will for my life, too. Says for this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, I keep asking that in God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know Him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, in order that you may know the hope to which He has called you to his riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. And I just love Paul's spirit. You know, know, he's always giving thanks, and he's praying for the saints, his partners, his friends. You know, he keeps asking God for some things. And he says, you know, may he give you the spirit of wisdom. God, Christ is the spirit, is the wisdom, um, you know, and the revelation. It says to pray for that so that you may know him better. You know, that's the real treasure, that you may know him better. 
That's the real treasure. All your trials that you're going through is so that you can know him better. In the trials. Isn't that what Paul says? I desire to know Christ and sufferings and, and everything, whatever he went through. And sometimes, you know, we can forget that the treasure is our relationship with God as we get to know him better through Jesus Christ and how he is. You know, he prays that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, that they may be opened. You know, when you have your eyes opened, it will transform you. You know, that, that, you know, that we could actually be going through these trials. We can be, you know, going through things and with, with, closed, that are, uh, with closed eyes in our hearts. You guys remember those times when you were totally closed up inside? You didn't even acknowledge God's existence. You know, and all that you're going through. But you know what? He's, he's talking here to the Christians. And I think what happens is that we think that, you know, uh, you know, when we get saved, we get justified before Christ, right? We are now justified where there's no more condemnation. But then we kind of take that justification and forget that there is something called sanctification. Say, what? That sounds pretty religious. Justification, sanctification, Holy Spirit, tabernacle, Right? <laughs> You know, it sounds like, that sounds really right. It's like, no, but, but, you know, we get saved, we get justified, but sanctification is the process of being made holy. That you are in a process of being made like his son, Jesus. And so when we get saved, you know, you know um, we get saved, but we don't get healed of everything. Is that true? There's still a process that you have to go through. To become more and more like Jesus. You know, and, um, and so Paul's saying, hey, when your eyes, but now, you know, and our eyes need to be continually be open more and more and more and more. Because if our eyes are close to the spiritual battle, then we've lost the battle. You know, you're not aware. You don't even know who you're fighting. Uh, you don't know what, what you're, who or what you're fighting. But I love that it just says that you, he prays that your hearts may be opened. So that you may know hope. You know that, uh, you know, when your eyes are open, you see hope. You, you see through difficult times. You know, the, uh, um, we, at one of our last midweeks, we talked about how we could be crushed. We can be uh, perplexed, but not distressed, not in despair, not without hope. You know, when your eyes get opened, you know, it talks about that you may see the riches of his glorious inheritance. You know, when you really start seeing the spiritually, you see how rich and glorious the connections and the experiences are. You know, and, uh, and yet when they're closed, they're, you know, we, we, we're almost even willing to throw in the towel. We're, we're, we're willing to, even when, when our eyes have just been shutting down and not seeing things anymore, you know, you... The world starts looking pretty tempting, you know, and uh, sin, you know, starts to say it's more tempting, you know, and uh, but then as well, it says when your eyes get open, you get to see an, an incomparable great power for those who believe, you know, and it, and it makes that connection that, you know, that this great power caused the resurrection and it's this great power that will cause resurrection in your life. And it will cause resurrection in your marriage. But there's a key thing that it says there is this, for those of you who believe. Because we could 
be in so much trial that we stop believing. That we stop having a confidence in what God can do. And there's no more, you know, God can resurrect, you know, uh, the dead things in my life and the important things in my life. But we got to keep on believing. And, we, and, and so uh, Paul says, you know, I keep praying for you. And we got to keep praying for one another and ourselves that our eyes would be open to, this, to uh, whatever we're going through. Look on over to John chapter 8, verse 44. John chapter 8. And I use this as a reminder. And, and perhaps um, these are all new to you. And perhaps what, Jesus, what God is trying to do is extend a rescuing hand to your life. Uh, John 8, verse 44, let's talk about how Satan doesn't want your eyes to be opened. It says, verse 44, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You know, and, and he doesn't, you know, he wants us to, 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 to follow, you know. I, I can understand the singles thing, the fear of missing out. You know, you, you, you kind of start thinking the way the saying works that you're being deprived of something. You know, you go back to the original story of Adam and Eve and like, seriously, that is awesome. God's plan for us was amazing. The Garden of Eden, Eden means the Garden of Pleasure. Everything is pleasing there. And they were even vegan. <laughs> and all the health benefits of a vegan lifestyle. Right? You start thinking, wow, you know, how cool is that? And there was rivers and there was water coming out of the earth, watering the garden. And you start seeing all these, oh, it was this mountain. It's like, oh, wow, that's where gold is found. Oh, how cool is that? That's a cool date. Adam and Eve going on a little hike to go get some gold. Oh, and this, this, this mountain is, is, is called this. And this is where these emeralds and, you know, were found. I'm like, how cool is that? Ladies, I think, I think that garden was designed for you. You got some gold and some jewelry? Come on. You know, and God gave them everything. And what does Satan do? Hey, there's something more. He's depriving you of something. You know, and, and they're lies. And, and we really think that we can't be joyful or happy without the world or without sin. That is a lie. You know, God wants us to be joyful in him, happy in him, trusting in him. You know, look on over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. It says there, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. You know, in this world, I mean, the whole goal is that our minds would be blinded, that we don't see. You know, and, um, you know, this says here, you know, we see the gospel, right? But the gospel is, is, is you, you hear the gospel. We see by listening, you know, by, by hearing the, the gospel. But the whole goal is to be, is, is Satan wants to blind us to what's going on. He doesn't want us to realize what the spiritual battle is. 
you know, Revelations 12, verse 9, and I do remember um, the times, because I, 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 uh, when I started, I was raised in believing in God and Jesus, and, uh, but I really, I was just told that, you know, I didn't really believe on my own. And so when I really came to, to, to believe in God, I, it's like my eyes were open and I saw everything so different. You know, and I could really relate to that scripture because I was literally, literally just very blinded. And then now, now I saw the creator and now all his creation. You know, and uh, in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, it says there, uh, The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was hurled to the earth and his angels with him. And, uh, you know, the spiritual battle is very real. You know, and, um, but, you know, but God uses the trials to mold us and to shape us. You know, and uh, sometimes, you know, we don't understand uh, um, or see what, it, what is happening spiritually. You know, and if we look at Ephesians chapter 6, in verse 11 through 18, Ephesians 6, you can really get a lot of great practicals from this. Ephesians 6, 11 through 18. All right, um, we'll start at, uh, let me see here, 11, it says, uh, it says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take uh, your stand against the devil's scheme, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. No, it's not your spouse. It's not your kids. It's not your boss. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which, we, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the word of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert be always keep, uh, and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. That was all the way to 20. You know, but do you see a lot of practicals in that scripture? You know, I mean, God's will for us to stand firm. You know, you, you look at words like truth and righteousness. It says to be ready, to be at peace, to have faith. It says use the word of God, which is salvation. You know, praying for the same for each other. You know, and, and, and he gives us, and, and what God wants us to do, God wants us to be victorious in battle. Amen. He wants us to, uh, to thrive, not just to survive. Amen. You know, and, and this, this becomes important to me because, um, you know, there's, we're all going through something. You know, I love what Barbara said, hey, you know, uh, I don't look like all that I've been going through. You know, so what a, what a great saying. You know, I love Roland's thing when he says, you know, we've been rescued from the dominion of darkness. You know, and, and we're all going through stuff. And, and this year has been so challenging. 
You know, but the blessings in my life have been so incredible, too. You know, and I think about some of the things that we may be going through or we are going through. I think, wow, this is like some of the lowest times. But I see how God is using them. And I think it's like, that's going to be so cool one year from now. And I'm going to have this vision of what we're going to become. But I see as well, as I've been caught up with different challenges, it's so easy to be so caught up in the challenge and not realizing that, that God uses challenges to mold you, to bring out the ugly inside of you. To bring out the, the, the spiritual impurities inside of you, you know. Um, we keep having these, oh, you know, certain things keep coming up, keep coming up. It's like, well, gee, maybe God wants you to be honest with what you're, what you're feeling. You know, and maybe he wants you to learn how to be honest, you know, and, and offer mercy. And gee, like Jesus, maybe die to yourself. Wow. Even when things aren't being done your way. And maybe practice something called genuine love. Maybe, maybe the Lord is trying to mold you like that. Isn't that what we're all, if you are a legitimate child of God, that is the path that we're all on. You know, and, and, and we need to be able to accept that uh, with that. Look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1, verse uh, 2 through 8. It says there, consider it a pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Uh, if any of you um, lack wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double-minded, man unstable in all that he does. You know, what does it say? Consider it a pure misery. Just hate it. Just throw in the towel. You know, just stop coming. Don't even pray about it anymore. You know, um, you know it says consider it a pure joy when you, you face trials of many kind. Why is that, right? Because he's, 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 he's doing a work in you. He's trying to make you mature and complete. Complete means not lacking anything. You're whole. You're healthy. You know, and, and I just love in verse 5, you know, it just says, you know, if, any, if you lack wisdom, ask me and I'll give it to you. In your area that you need. You know, what area of wisdom do you need, do you need it in? Is it, Lord, can you grant me some wisdom on how to communicate to my husband? How do I connect with my wife more? Can you give me some wisdom? I need some career wisdom. Can you give me some wisdom in the area of parenting? Can you open up the eyes of my heart more into your What areas? I mean, God says, right, ask me. And I'll give to you generously and without finding fault. Like you haven't done anything wrong. Like you actually did pass the trials. And you have been awesome and perfect. That's the way I'm going to give to you. But knowing that you haven't passed the trials. And so it's an invitation to come to him and to ask for what what it is that you need. And be confident that he is there. Uh, with you and for you, and that the trials that you're going through, those are not a mystery uh, for him. 
You know, let's look on over to Hebrews chapter 12. Um, you know, um, I have three s- simple points. Um, one is uh, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3. It talks about, you know, we got to fix our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12. And, um, you know, there's, uh, when you listen to, I've, you know, at different times we had so many different ministers come here, or, or sometimes I work, we work ministers for, you know, five, six years at a time. And you really get to see um, what they're about, you know. And, and when you really look back at it, you can say, okay, you know what, you can probably put a couple of things that they, were, they always kind of went back over and over. If you take Dave Kim, he's going to tell you faith, right? So he's always talking about faith as far as living out your know, life like you. It's, it's, his message are always you know, like that. You start seeing. And um, as I reflect on my own life, and I think, what are the things that I'm always talking about? I feel like I'm always talking about the spiritual battle. Because I feel like, you know, we're, we're, I'm in it every day. Like every day. Every day I got to make a decision. You know, every day I got to go, Lord, I need you, God. You know, and every day brings all these new challenges. You know, and every day I got to keep on believing and keep looking forward. You know, and so I feel like for me, it's like I'm just in, I'm in, I'm in the spiritual battle every day. And some days are awesome and some days are just crummy. And sometimes you're victorious, and sometimes you're like, man, you just, you just, you sinned. You know, and I feel like for me, it's like, you know, I can talk about the spiritual battle a lot. I can talk about, I know that this is a long spiritual battle. We have a long way to go. We need one another. We need to give to one another. You know, and I understand just how much it is that we need, you know, each other. And we need so much encouragement and edification and lifting up, you know. And um, so, I, so for me, it's like, you know, it, it, it really does come down to, you know, always, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus. Our enemy wants to distract us, you know. And in um, Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men that you will not grow weary or lose heart. That's an awesome passage. Simple call. To remember to fix our eyes on Jesus. You guys remember when Peter was walking on water? And then he got unfocused. And then he was like, save me, I'm drowning. He lost his eyes, you know. And, and guys, we got to um, get, you know, really stay focused on that. Don't get so distracted. You know, um, you know I was um, writing down, um, you know, fix your eyes on Jesus. His eyes, uh, you know, you, you see with your eyes and your heart, and you see with your, with your mind, right, with your ears. But then we have, you know, uh, heart, mind, and strength. And this is what, you know, this is what, um, you know, this is talking about, is that, you know, that when we live things out, it's not just, you know, we hear, believe, and we obey, right? But I love the part where it says, you know, for the joy before the cross is like, really? I, didn't, I don't remember seeing Jesus joyful on the cross. He, he was, you know. 
But there was something inside that he was looking forward to as he was going through his trials. You know, he was seeing, you know, what was going to become of all that. You know, and I think about, you know, uh, for us to aspire to be like Jesus, it would be to see the joyful in your trial, the joy in your trials. Now, you know, that, uh, yeah, you, you, you've lost some things, but, you know, th- you know, you see, it's like, thank God, you know, my home's in heaven. You know, my, my, my body's breaking down, but you know what, man, thank God. You know what, and this, this, all we'll, I will have an eternal body. You know, and you start thinking about the joy of what is ahead of you. You know, I'm really impressed by Latanya Martin. You know, I'm sorry, Crumpler. Sorry, Letty. Sorry there, sorry there. You know, but I'm just really impressed. I don't know all her health challenges that she's been through. I really don't. You know, I have an idea, but I know she was she had gone through some challenges. But is she not joyful? Is she not one of the more joyful women in this group? Is she not one of the most empowered women. She's the one that says, hey, let's do a prayer at 9 o'clock in the morning every, every Sunday. Hey, why don't we do a Pollock? Why don't we do a family time? Why don't, she's always, oh, you know, hey, I hear, I could, let me encourage people. Hey, I saw this documentary thing. Let me encourage. Can I get up there? I'm thinking, that's awesome. You know, and, and you know, I'm sure we would, be, we would be pretty blown away if she was to just share all her trials that she has to go through and stuff and has been through. I'm like, you know, there, there is a joy in trials, but you have, to, you have to look for it. You know, I won't read it, but it, you, there's a little homework thing. As you read Hebrews 12, 4 through 12, he just goes on and says, hey, you're legitimate children, I'm teaching you. You endure hardship as discipline. Are you learning the lessons? That's what it's saying. Are you learning the lessons? Or is it the same? I mean, it's the same thing over and over and over again, you know. And we got to stop and, and, and learn the lessons because the lesson is all about molding your faith. It says that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And that there's a race that's marked out for you. My race is very different. You know, I was telling the brother, say, hey, just call me. When you get so angry at your wife, just call me. Vent on me. Don't vent on her. Vent on me. Okay, I'm not going to take it personal. I'm going back to my family, bro. You know, go ahead. I say, I feel you, bro. Let's pray, so forth, right? But then at least you get, you're able to go back and be different to your, to your wife. You know, it's, hey, my race is different than yours. We all have different races. You know, but we're running alongside. You know, and we can encourage and inspire one another. You know, Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 through 5, you know, Jesus is our rescuer. This is the second point. Uh, Galatians chapter 1. Verse 3 through 5. And uh, what, what, what an awesome passage again. They're all awesome, aren't they? All right. All right. Uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. It says, grace and peace to you from God. That is what God wants for you. Did you know that? He just wants grace and peace for you. Sometimes we don't. Uh, grace and the Father and the, and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes we don't. We, we, we just don't really quite understand how much God really loves us. He generally, he like loves us just deeply. More than we could ever understand. And uh, we have this thing uh, where Matthew, uh, our, our, our son, would do this thing. It was like he'd be like, hey, Dad, Mommy, can I give you a hug? You know, and you're hug, and you're like, okay, you're done. But he'd be like, no, no I'm not done yet. <laughs> you know, and you're like, okay, you know, you're right there. And I think God's like that. You know, he's come here, come here. No, I'm not done yet. You know, and, and he still, he, he, you know, he wants to pour his love onto us, you know. But he says, you know, uh, the Lord Jesus, verse 4, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us. 
from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father, to whom the glory forever and ever. Amen. You know, and you think about man, he gave himself for our sins. You know, I think the thing that's so amazing about Jesus and just inspires me, and, and this is probably the reason why I continue doing what I'm doing as serving the Lord and stuff, is that Jesus was a real man. Jesus took responsibility for us, for our sins, when he didn't sin. Jesus takes, he took responsibility for his community. When he didn't do anything, he just took responsibility. You know, and so for me, it's like, man, I'll follow any man that takes responsibility. You know, we need more men in this world to take responsibility. We need more men in this world that say, you know, what happens in my house, it's my responsibility. You know, what happens in the church, it's my responsibility. You know, but I had to learn that by example of Jesus. And that's what the thing inspires me. You know, I, I, I'm just, let me just take responsibility. You know, and, and it's like, that man, that's a real man. Those are re- that's a real woman. Men who take responsibility. And so you look at the amazing example that Jesus does. He goes, look, I sacrificed my life for the benefit of others to rescue you from this present evil age. So what is evil in this world? Well, evil would be that, that, I, that I would take advantage of somebody else for my benefit. That's evil. That's a biblical definition of evil. That, you know, that we take advantage of others. And you think about just the world, and isn't that the world? And he says, I've come to rescue you from this present evil age. I come to rescue you before you, this is, this is, this is what you were all about. You just knew it to be about yourself. I've come to now rescue you and tell you there is a kingdom of God where the standards are different. I've come to rescue you now because before you, 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 you couldn't say no. That's all you knew. I've come to rescue you now. And now I've come to give you something different. You know, and um, isn't that aspiring to be like Jesus? That's, that's real. You know, and so, um, you know, for us to be able to, to die to ourselves and that. And uh, it's all to the glory forever and ever, you know. And um, let, just last point, you know, uh, look on over to Second Timothy chapter 4, verse uh, 16 through 18. We need to extend a rescuing hand. You know, we fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, Jesus is our rescuer, but we need to extend a rescuing hand. You know, I went to go get a haircut yesterday. And... Um, and uh, I was just talking to the lady that was cutting my hair, and I said, how, you know, I was like, oh, how long have you been uh, working here? And she said, oh, I just moved out here from Florida. I said, oh, how's that going? You know, what is that like? And she was just, just, just sharing, just, you know, it's been difficult. You know, I said, well, do you have any family out here? Like, no, I don't, you know, I don't have any family out here. And, you know, my friends, I have a cousin in Arizona and so, you know, I'm just kind of hearing her pain. And she says, you know what, it's so expensive out here. I said, yeah, it is really expensive out here. You know, I'll tell her, like, I go to breakfast, like, $20 for one breakfast? Like, you know, a cup of coffee, regular drink, lay tips, 20 bucks. You know, it's like, when is that? You know, it's like, you know, it's just, it's just so, so, so she's sharing her pain with me, you know. And, uh, you know, I told her about, you know, our church, and, I, you know, I gave her our contact information. But it's like, you know what, we need to extend 
a, uh, a rescuing hand. You know, I mean, they're, they're, people are hurting out there. You know, you know there, there, there are people out there that want to do good, but they really don't know how to do good. You know, they, they really want to have a great marriage, but all they have is just an example of what, what they've seen in their families for generation after generation. You know, and we need to be able to be like Jesus and, and give an extending hand, of, you know, hand to rescue. You know, and so we look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, and it says that at my first defense, no one, can, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. It says, may it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and he gave me strength so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Can you imagine Paul after all those years? After all that serving, after everything, right? He says, but everyone deserted me. Right? And I had no support. I mean, after all that? You know, and, but yet his attitude is, may it not be held against him. Who does that sound like? It's Jesus on the cross. All alone. You know, God forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. You know, but who stood at his side? But the Lord stood at my side and he gave me strength. You know, he'll give you strength. But you know, for us as well, there's some people in our fellowship that are going through difficult times. They need you to go and stand to their side and give them some strength. They just need someone to go through. You know, I, I had a one of the couple, about a month ago, Matthew was going through a really difficult time, and that day, a really bad day. And, um, you know, he was going through it, and I was just like, I really felt for him. I had a bad day myself. And I said, you know what, son, let me cancel my appointment. You know, I called my, you know, I canceled my evening appointment. I said, See, let, let's just you and I, let's go to dinner, let's go to a movie, let's spend time together. And it was, I mean, it was literally, I think it was one of the best days of my life. Because we went through this difficult day together. And it bonded us. And, you know, and, and we gave each other strength. And it was awesome. And we saw a movie. And we had dinner. And whatever, you know, we just walked around the mall and stuff like that. But that was like, man, that was incredible. But you know what? We have brothers and sisters in our fellowship that need that type of friendship. Sometimes we don't know what to say. Just, just be there. Just show up. You know, they'll be strengthened because you're at their side, you know. And he love the confidence that, that Paul says, is the Lord will rescue me from every evil attack, and he'll bring me safely with that. Guys, um, I hope that you guys are encouraged. You know, and uplifted, you know, edified, you know. Let's, let's be thankful to, to, to God, amen. Christ is our rescuer, and let's extend uh, a giving hand to others that, that, that could use some help, okay? All right, guys, let's go. let me say a word of prayer for us, and then uh, we'll be dismissed, and um, let's have an amazing week this week. Let's pray. Um, Heavenly Father, uh, yeah, uh, man, just, uh, you're so awesome. Um, 
God, we can't live this life without you, God. We'd be so lost, so blinded. And uh, Father, I thank you, God, for blessing us this morning with your word. That, Father, that you would open up the eyes of our heart, God. That you would uh, allow us, Father, to, to, Father, to listen to your gospel, God. To come to recognize and realize. And that, Father, just how much Jesus is our rescuer. And that, Father, that uh, when we feel without support, when we feel, Father, all alone, uh, that, Father, that uh, it, it is the Lord who stands at our side to give us strength. And, Father, as we go through the trials, God, help us to see the treasure. Help us to see, Father, what you're doing. Help us to understand how you're molding our hearts and our faith. And, uh, Father, help us to be able to um, stand by someone else's side, God, and give them strength through Christ. Uh, Father, I'm blown away that... That the strength that Paul said, God, that he received was that uh, he could proclaim the word still. And, uh, Father, our enemy he wants to stop us from proclaiming the word. He wants to stop us, God, from believing that, God, that uh, this isn't the right place to invite people to. And, uh, Father, those are all lies. And, uh, Father, I pray that you will help us to see through and help us to be victorious for you, to your honor and to your glory. Bless everyone in this, in this auditorium, Father, Spanish ministry, kingdom kids, God, those that aren't here, God, but are here in spirit. Please bless their lives, God. Please uh, um, encourage them. And we, may we all receive much encouragement from you this week, God. Just thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed. Thank you.